All right, welcome to your Newsmax Daily for Wednesday, February 28th, 2024. 02-28-24, if you're keeping notes. It's the ninth Wednesday of the year, and this year is a leap year. So today is not the final day of February. Every year that is divisible by four, like 2024, and 2020 before that is a leap year. The reason that we have leap years is much more involved. <laughs> but on the calendar today is National Pink Day, a day to recognize and stand up against bullying, a very serious subject in schools, in the workplace, and online. It's also referred to as National Pink Shirt Day. That's because the Pink Day movement was created by some high school students in Canada, stemming from an incident with a boy who was bullied for wearing a pink shirt. So, if you have a pink shirt, there is no better day than today to wear it. And topping the headlines this Wednesday, first it was a heat wave, today a brush fire sweeping across the Texas panhandle. Governor Greg Abbott has already issued a disaster declaration for 60 counties. The big story, Hunter Biden is on Capitol Hill for his long-anticipated closed-door deposition as part of the House investigation into the impeachment of his father, President Biden. This is happening while Congress works to avoid a government shutdown. Let's go right to Rob. Bob Schmidt, who spoke with Florida Congressman Byron Donalds, a potential vice presidential candidate and member of the House Oversight Committee, questioning Hunter Biden in today's deposition. And then we'll talk about the Michigan primaries and some of the other big stories. Sir, it's very good to have you back on the show. It, it, tell us, you know, what, what is the what's the methodology to this? How do you you got this big moment? How do you make the most out of it? Well, I won't get too much into what the attorneys are going to do tomorrow, but what I will say is that there is massive amounts of evidence that Hunter Biden was the tip of the spear of the Biden crime family, their influence peddling scheme. So the first part is you have to get him on the record of his business dealings, in my view. Second part is bringing the actual financial documents that we've been able to subpoena and have him actually explain in detail what's going on around these financial transactions. The third piece is going to be the trickiest because obviously what they did when they what the Bidens did when they set up this entire scheme is that they wanted to give Joe Biden plausible deniability. That's why you have 20 shell country uh, companies. That is why you have money being moved from company to company, family members getting a piece, Joe Biden getting a piece a couple weeks later. All these things are in tow. One key question I have is that are there any loan documents between Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, between Hunter Biden and Jim Biden, between Jim Biden and Joe Biden? Because they like to talk about, oh, these are loan repayments, but where are the documents? Is right. it just, you know, a handshake and a wink and a nod? If that's the case, okay, but we need that stuff on the record so we can finish our investigation. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we, we've heard from, uh, you know, experts, people that look at this stuff for a living, and they say the, the, the most obvious is, is they always turn it into a loan repayment of some kind. That's a very obvious method of trying to get around what you are trying to uh, avoid uh, prosecution for whatever you're into as you, you try to turn it into a loan document. Um, curious how Hunter is going to respond to text messages you know, like this one. The, to his daughter back in 2019, reading in part, I hope you all can do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family for 30 years, but don't worry, unlike Pop, I won't make you give me half my salary. Are, are text messages like that going to be brought up during this deposition? 
I totally believe that they are. He's going to have to give an answer um, that's going to actually make any se- any sense yeah. in reality. Look, the truth is, is that Hunter Biden would have never had any ability to make any of this money if his daddy, Joe Biden, wasn't allowing him to violate the far the Foreign Agents Registration Act. That's what is, was allowed here. Hunter Biden was allowed to be on Air Force Two multiple times to into all these countries within Joe Biden's portfolio when he was vice president. He was allowed to put his dad on the phone with business associates. We have we have testimony from many people involved in this scheme that Joe Biden would get on the phone with business yeah. associates. And again, look, people saying, oh, well, Joe Biden, did he orchestrate this or did he orchestrate that? That is the stuff that we still have to go through and and find out. But the fact that he was allowed to be a part of the scheme and he did take money, let me stress, he did take money that came from this scheme, demonstrates that there was a bribery that was going on and it was public corruption. Congressman Byron Donalds from my state of Florida on Rob Schmidt tonight, last night. Another primary win for Donald Trump and another lawsuit payout. I'll get to the lawsuit in a moment, but the former president and current president both won their respective party primaries in Michigan Tuesday, as expected. This is also the sixth straight loss for Republican contender Nikki Haley, who vows to stay in the race until next week when 16 states and one U.S. territory will hold primaries. That's on Super Tuesday, March 5th. President Biden was hit with a large showing of uncommitted votes from Michigan's large Arab American population angry with his action in the Israel-Hamas war, as I discussed yesterday. And the Great Lakes state is going to be vital to winning the general election come November, which is looking more and more like a Biden-Donald Trump rematch. Back in New York, meanwhile, the former president paid out nearly $400,000 after his lawsuit against the New York Times was tossed out. According to the Daily Beast, the judge in the case dismissed the lawsuit and ordered Trump to pay the defense's legal fees, 400 k pocket change compared to Trump's other case in New York, right? How does he do it? Flying back and forth all hours of the day and night, fighting lawsuits, he's in court, he's doing rallies, <laughs> he just keeps going and going. All right, we go back to Rob Schmidt, who tells us even one of the unlikeliest of Republicans is defending freedom in the name of Donald Trump. We can all see how the game is played now. It's really quite sad to see powerful institutions that are so critical to this great country be corrupted for the political gain of such awful, transparently insidious people. But that's exactly what's happening. And even people who can't stand Donald Trump can see what's happening. Last week, the last person in the world you'd expect to defend Trump did just that in an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal. Jeb Bush acknowledging the deep state machine has gone too far. Jeb Bush has no conceivable reason to defend Trump. And to prove that to you, let's take you back to the 2016 primary debates. Jeb Bush was the early on presumed favorite before Trump so harshly ended his political career. And we need to have a leader that is real tough. You're never going to be president of the United States tough, by insulting yeah. your way to well, the let's presidency. Let's see, I'm at 42 and you're at three. So, Doesn't so matter. far I'm doing better. Doesn't matter. So far I'm doing better. You know, you started off over here, Jeb. You're moving over further and further. Pretty soon you're going to be off the end. Obviously, the war in Iraq 
was a big, fat mistake, all right? It was a mistake. The war in Iraq, we spent $2 trillion, thousands of lives. We don't even have it. Iran is taking over Iraq with the second largest oil reserves in the world. Obviously, it was a mistake. So George Bush made a mistake. We so can make mistakes, but that one was a beauty. So if that man says Trump is being unfairly targeted by a corrupt system, you can probably believe it. Bush citing cases against both Trump and conservative tycoon Elon Musk says the U.S. has the best system in the world, but two unprecedented legal decisions against Trump in Delaware and Musk in Trump in New York, I should say, and Musk in Delaware call that into question. In both cases, judges have ordered massive punitive judgments on behalf of dubious or non-existent, quote, victims. Bush warns if these rulings stand, the damage could cascade through the economy, creating fear of arbitrary enforcement against entrepreneurs who seek public office or raise their voices as citizens in a way that politicians dislike. Very well said. Low energy Jeb. Remember that? Rob Schmidt is the host of Rob Schmidt Tonight, weeknights at 7 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. Check it out tonight. In D.C., it is another busy day on Capitol Hill, aside from the Hunter Biden deposition. As I mentioned, Congress is working to avoid a partial government shutdown this weekend. House Speaker Mike Johnson said he was very optimistic after Tuesday's meeting with President Biden and the other clowns at the White House on Tuesday. Meetings there it was uh, frank and honest. I think we need more frank and honest conversations on Capitol Hill. So I was happy to participate in this. We did uh, that as a group, and then I had a one-on-one uh, -on -one for a period of time with the president, just he and I in the Oval Office. Uh, let me say this: when I showed up today, my purpose was to express what I believe is the obvious truth, and that is that we must take care of America's needs first. When you talk about America's needs. You have to talk first about our open border. I've been, I believe, in uh, maybe 20-something states over the last several weeks, going around the country, uh, appearing at events with my colleagues, and we're hearing from the American people of all parties and all persuasions in all cities and all states who feel this acutely. They understand the catastrophe at the border is affecting everyone, and it is top of mind for all the American people for that reason. So I brought that issue up repeatedly today in that room, and and again, one-on-one -on -one with the president. I think that's our responsibility uh, to bring that up. The other big priority for our country, of course, is the funding of our government. And we have been working in good faith around the clock every single day for months and, and weeks and over the last several days, quite literally around the clock, to get that job done. We're very optimistic. I, I hope that the other leaders came out here and told you the same. We believe that we can get to agreement on these issues and prevent a government shutdown. And that's our first uh, responsibility. Uh, you also heard, I'm sure, that there was um, discussion about the supplemental uh, spending package. And uh, I was very clear with the president and all those in the room that the House is actively uh, pursuing and uh, investigating all the various options on that. And we will address that in a timely manner. But again, the first priority of the country is our border and making sure it's secure. I, I believe the president can take executive authority right now today to change that. And I told him that again today in person, as, I, as I've said to him many times, publicly and privately over the last several weeks. It's time for action. It is a catastrophe, and it must stop. And we will get the government funded, and we'll keep working on that. So we'll have more for you soon. That's House Speaker Mike Johnson, and we get more on this from Tuesday's edition of Newsline with Bianca De La Garza. 
All right, let's also bring in our panel now to react to this and some other issues happening today. We are fortunate to have Newsmax contributor Joe Gigenova, a former chief counsel for the Senate Intelligence uh, Committee and Newsmax contributor Victoria Johnson. Uh, Joe is also a former U.S. attorney for Washington, D.C. Guys, you know how D.C. works. So we heard from Schumer mostly about Ukraine. We've got to get them the funds. We've got to get them the, the weapons or they will lose <laughs> Europe, uh, NATO. They're all relying on us. But Johnson held pretty firm and said, executive orders, make action now, President Biden, protect Americans. How do you think Speaker Johnson fared in this meeting? And, and will the president now blink as he goes to the border to Brownsville on Thursday? Well, I think the murder of the young nursing student in Georgia has amped up the public interest in the border in a very significant way, in a very human way. And it kind of trumps all of this nonsense at the White House, because the American people have seen in the raw the results of the bizarre public policy of Joe Biden, his secretary of state and his secretary of Homeland Security. Now Americans are dying, dying from murderers who came across the border illegally. I think Speaker Johnson has a lot more power than he thinks he does to resist. And I think his bargaining position is very good. His problem, of course, is a bad Senate. Uh, with Mitch McConnell and, of course, Chuck Schumer, it goes without saying. But I think Johnson's got to hang in there. Otherwise, he can kiss his speakership goodbye. I just yeah. want to add one more thing, Bianca, and that is I was surprised that he did not mention H.R. 2. H.R. 2 is the legislation yes. that the House sent over to the Senate, which is set there because Schumer will not bring it up. And here's where the Republicans always mess up on their talking points. They've allowed the Democrats to say Republicans don't want to vote for a border bill. Yes, they do. H.R. 2. And if Mitch McConnell had had any cojones, he would have put H.R. 2 on the table and said, OK, now you can negotiate for the foreign funding bill, he, but we're going to have H.R. 2. And he didn't do it. Yeah, he might have said it behind closed doors. We don't know exactly the back and forth. We do know this president has dismantled a lot that was done uh, under Trump, yeah. uh, including remain in Mexico and so many other protections here. Now we have Venezuela saying you can deport him, but we're not going to take our criminals back. Thank you very much. Um, again, so sad that we are talking about the murder of a college student, Lakin Riley. We are going to hear more about the murder of University of Georgia student Lakin Riley, including the official White House statement in a moment with Megyn Kelly. But yesterday, I told you that Congressman Ken Buck of Colorado introduced legislation to use the 25th Amendment to remove President Biden from office. This is what attorneys Joe DeGeneva and Victoria Tunzing had to say about Biden and the 25th Amendment. Well, what you have is we have an incompetent president, and I mean that in the literal legal sense of the term. He is mentally incompetent at this point. No matter how many ice cream cones he eats and, you know, freezes his tonsils, it's not going to make him any smarter. He has a diminished capacity to govern. That's dangerous for all of us. And to watch the country have to be governed by someone like this in the midst of world crises and domestic crises is really, really a frightening picture. But the 25th Amendment won't be used, Bianca. No. I mean, Ken Buck is really a legal, uh, unsophisticated person. I've seen his writings about uh, the Biden impeachment. He just doesn't know what he's talking about most of the time. But the 25th Amendment is going to take Vice President Kamala 
to initiate right. it. And it's, <laughs> it ain't going to happen. But the discussion is happening, and it's happening more frequently, and uh, there is going to be more pressure as we see uh, what is happening here in the race. As we look ahead, of course, the physical without the cognitive, Robert Hur's special counsel report. It all starts with Vice President Kamala Harris, so it ain't going to happen. As attorney Joe DeGeneva said earlier, the country is reeling and pissed off from the murder of college student Lakin Riley by an undocumented immigrant who should have been deported long before this. On last night's edition of The Balance, you could see Eric Bowling, like most people, visibly upset about it in his conversation with Megyn Kelly. The young, beautiful um, Lakin Riley, the, uh, the innocent nursing student at University of Georgia, being killed by the illegal who, with a, with a rap sheet, with, with, with a record. And now we just learned today the, the, the latest news that this guy, this thug, this creep, disfigured her so bad, he beat her so badly with a blunt force object that it actually disfigured her skull. You know, again, in Biden's America, I'm gonna do this. This is, this is on them. These are the people who are letting these, the, the hundreds, millions of, of illegals come across the border and then they're letting them go to it how they want. They don't follow them. They don't tell them to show up for court until years down the road. And they don't throw them out after this guy has at least two other crimes under his belt since he's been here. Mm -hmm. They haven't had a murder on this campus in 30 years. What changed? You know what changed? The president Biden. and the border policies. Yep. This guy came in under Biden. He committed this murder under Biden because we have an open border and nobody's enforcing the laws against people like this. And now what do you get from this White House in response? I'll read you, I pulled the statement because you have to hear the actual words. White House spokesperson. We would like to extend our deepest condolences to the family and loved ones of Lake and Hope Riley. People should be held accountable to the fullest extent of the law if they are convicted. The generic people, people should be held accountable. And then they say, well, it's a state prosecution so we shouldn't say more. Really? On this case, you decide to hold your tongue? Tell it to Kyle Rittenhouse and all the others who you've prematurely condemned before the evidence was in. Because why? I mean, he, Kyle happened when he was running for president, but he was quick to call him a white supremacist. This is a minor. Why? Because he was white? Because he wasn't the right skin color and on the right side of the right cause for Joe Biden? Now, now he's got to not say anything. Okay. He weighs in on you know, every case except for this one. And he had the big, remember the George Floyd thing? It was a well-produced video with music and a piano in the background. It was so heartfelt. And this is very cool. Also, Megan, just, you're, you're, you're a journalist. Um, AP went with women running alone and never mentioned that, that Lincoln, uh, Lincoln Riley was killed by an illegal. Never mentioned the fact that he was an Ill illegal migrant here. And then the New York Times didn't mention the, the illegal part of his character until the 37th paragraph. The media is covering for this horrendous border policy from Biden. They're doing their level best, but they see the truth. It's too late for that. Those tactics were yesterday's. They don't work anymore. Thanks to Governor Abbott and other Southern state governors, DeSantis is another, shipping these migrants everywhere. Now we're all living this nightmare. This is why Mayor Adams of New York City went from saying not long ago, we're a sanctuary city, it'll never change, period, to we have to stop the sanctuary city policies, people are getting hurt. They're starting to feel it firsthand. It doesn't matter what the New York Times leaves out. The story is ubiquitous. And if Republicans were smart, they would make sure that this stays 
at least in the right wing media, yes, all the way through November. Because how else do you affect change? If we don't, we're going to get no, the, more. It's not hard, Lake Meg. And Riley's. It's not hard. Every day, there's another. There's I just saw one another illegal uh, raped a 14 year old girl. It, it's on. The, it's mm-hmm. it's breaking today again. Another guy who wasn't supposed to be here, who was let out in the streets of a city near you, raped a 14 year old little girl. Megan, uh, I got to go. Appreciate your time. That's Eric Bowling, host of The Balance on Newsmax, with his former Fox News colleague Megan Kelly, host of the Megan Kelly Show. See what she said there? If Republicans were smart, they would hammer home the border and all the crap that is coming along with it every day. That's what I've been saying for months. This is by far the biggest issue. The border, the border, the border. Well, and the prices at the supermarket. That's it. That's all Republicans should be talking about all the time. And the other sick attack Eric was referencing there happened the other day in Louisiana. A 19-year-old Honduran man in the country illegally was arrested in Kenner, Louisiana for the rape of a 14-year-old girl. He was also charged in a second incident of stabbing a man that police believe he was attempting to carjack. Remember the speech on the Senate floor a week or two ago from Marco Rubio. I played it in the daily. It's only going to get worse. That was the message that Rubio was driving home. And today, coincidentally, President Biden is delivering remarks on his actions to fight crime and make communities safer. I am really interested to hear what he can possibly say about that. Make sure you keep up with all the news, and there's going to be plenty of it all day, every day on Newsmax, which is available on most major cable systems. If you're not yet watching Newsmax Plus, go to NewsmaxPlus.com, sign up. You can get a free trial. It includes all of your favorite shows and hosts like Eric Bowling, Rob Schmidt, Greg Kelly, Greta Van Susteren, Carl Higby, Bianca De La Garza, and more. And great analysis from people like Governor Mike Huckabee, KT McFarland, Carrie Lake, Alan Dershowitz, and more. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. I'm Tony Marino. Thank you so much for checking out the Newsmax Daily. Share it with your friends and family. Don't forget, it is now available on the Newsmax Rumble page and YouTube page as well. Enjoy the rest of your day and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute. Every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.